Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What up? What's happening? Welcome into another episode of the I, DNVR. I think we have a we have an intro reaper. Oh, that's right. <laughs> See, Adam, this is what happens when, <laughs> when we don't host. <laughs> we can't even get an intro read to go. Oh right? my goodness! Unbelievable. <sighs> can we can we release this audio? Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely keeping this in. Christian, I can't believe I've never asked you about the Lombardi Trophy that just showed up behind you. Oh yeah, this is actually a fantasy football trophy. Oh, <laughs> oh look at that! Wow, you're in some serious leagues. Interesting that you chose not to display the uh, media member MVP trophy. You know, actually, I had to give that back, actually. I had to give that back prior to the second annual media skills challenge that never happened. They made you give it back? (laughs) That's hilarious. I was allowed to hold on to it for one year. For one year. I had it for one year. Did a lot of uh, stuff with it. I'll leave it at that. And then I had to give it back. Dude, that was like as creepy as Joe Lacob's. Like <laughs> Joe Lacob, where he's like, basically said he had sex with the trophy. I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. He, he well, means drink. He drank out of the trophy. Um, all right. Well, here at DNVR, we're huge supporters of CBD, and we're uh, we got a sponsorship with Green Roads right now. And Green Roads is an awesome company. If you're not familiar with it, they're a no, they're the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S by market share. They've got award-winning products. They're pharmacist founded and pharmacist formulated. And Green Roads has all types of CBD stuff, CBD capsules, sleep easies, relax bears, CBD bath bombs, CBD soft gels. So they've got something for everybody. Uh, right now, DNVR listeners can use code DNVR20 to get 20% off at greenroads.com. Remember the code DNVR20 for 20% off at greenroads.com. All right, now we're ready. What up? What's happening? Welcome into another episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's <laughs> top-rated sportsbook app. A lot of folks made some money. Anyone make any money tonight on the, on the national title? I, I didn't bet on it, but if I would have bet, I would have lost money. So thank I, you. I bet, only, I bet only one bet all of March Madness. <laughs> that's, that's what does that say? But you know what I did? I won that bet. Hey! <laughs> Winners only. Winners only. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Bunch of bonuses right now, but right now, if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of the weekend's tournament, you're turned $1 into $100. Download DraftKings. Uh, I'm your host tonight, Brennan Vo. I am joined by an all-star panel of the same people that are on the show every night. <laughs> uh, below me, and uh, you can't see him, but I'm going to call him out anyway, not wearing a hat. It's Eric Weedham, a.k.a. D. I know. Yeah, that's probably, like, upsetting for you guys in a way, too. A little jarring. A little jarring. <laughs> I, I didn't really consider it. I probably should have had a, put a hat on. No, that's right. <laughs> We've also got Harrison Wind, the man with the wind in his hair. Eric looks like he's um, he's recording in like a dungeon with, with just a, a little spotlight. On. Dude, I'm just like I'm just like locked up to my computer. I, the, my lights are off. I I truly live like like a I don't know. Like I'm just. Yeah, you look like a creature right now. <laughs> this is like the way I live. I really do live like this. Yeah, you look like you've been up at this exact position 
at your computer for yeah. five days straight. Yeah. I have been. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Yes, I have been. My yes. <laughs> also on the show, making his most important podcast appearance of the day. <laughs> It's boss man, Adam Mares, uh, also known as Friend of the Low Post Podcast. Adam, what's up, man? Wow. Um, yeah, fun day. Big day. <laughs> weird day. Actually, it was a weird day. I could say I'm that. sure it was, dude. I'm sure it was. So yeah, obviously, if you... Uh, yeah, Adam, why don't you just walk us through your timeline? You're the man of the hour. Of, of going on Low Post, it was... He'd actually hit me up last week. I mean, I told you guys this, but he'd hit me up last week and it said something like, it's time for a Nuggets pod or something. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, like with me? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, really, really like it. Cause you know, he and I, like we write from time to time, like, like super close, but you know, know of each other and like communicate when something interesting happens with the Nuggets. And anyway, um, it kept felt, felt like getting pushed back. And I kept thinking like, Oh God, I know how this is going to go. It's going to be like, you know what? We're not going to, the Nuggets going to lose to Orlando. And it's like, Hey, actually, why don't we wait? Till there's more excitement and then that excitement just never comes you get the dot 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 at halftime goes away dot, yeah, dot, yeah, dot. Yeah, yeah. hang on a second no but it was fun it was really cool man zach's Zach, you guys know this. zach's like a big Jokic stan like you know he doesn't he doesn't really hide it that much and he really likes the nuggets and he really likes Jokic in particular you know why that is is because he awesome. watches them yeah that's true. It's so true you could tell yeah. who who likes Jokic, like the likes Jokic and the uh, watches him play Venn diagram is a perfect circle. Well, Zach, Zach, Zach was converted to uh, the temple of Jokic like two years ago or so because he came through Denver to write one of those features about Jokic. That's when I met him at least. He's a super cool guy. Zach Zach was like a really awesome dude. Just yeah, he's like a regular person. It's like yeah, really he's refreshing. like a regular guy who just really likes watching basketball and writing about it. And he came through Denver fell in love with the Nuggets, fell in love with Jokic. And that was like two and a half years ago. That might have even been the season when uh, Denver missed the playoffs. But he, he's been on the train since. Yeah, listening to you guys, you guys talk, Adam, like you get the sense that that Zach – like Zach always sounds passionate when he talks about the Nuggets. And I think sometimes some ESPN personalities, it's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll fill segment three – segment C or whatever with five minutes of Nuggets talk because we have to. But do you get the sense like talking to him today like – I don't know. He just sounds like he's all in, man. And like he he's he he gets yeah. excited at watching this team do what they do. I think he definitely does, like I said, I think he definitely likes the Nuggets say more than I don't know, like you know, than most teams. But you know, at the same time, I'm always impressed by these guys that cover like Zach that cover the entire league with as much detail as like I can cover the Nuggets when I put everything into it. Because I did this for a while with like Vice Sports or Nylon Calculus when I was still trying like coming up. And it was so hard to get into the Detroit Pistons for one week. Like I'd watch like 10 games and then I'd like write something and people would be like, well, yeah, so-and-so's injured. That's why that guy starts. And I'm like, well, there would be some context I missed you know, <laughs> along the way. And I'm just like, geez, how the hell do you get an entire season's worth of context in one week of research? It was so hard. So I'm always impressed by how much he just is like attuned to the league. And it also, if you just think about all the different weeks of this Nugget season, if that was the week you tuned oh. in to check Denver out, and that's kind of how I do it, you know what I mean? I'm totally. not following these teams' entire seasons. I watch them week, maybe two weeks at a time, and sometimes you walk away going like, like my Jason Tatum takes, that guy stinks. Right. <laughs> not really true. He's really good, actually. But This is why Jokic in the MVP, it's like he was on national television for the Lakers. He was on national yep. television for the Clippers. 
two of his lesser games of the year. And if that's all you saw, you're like, I saw somebody on the timeline that I, you know, kind of respect that was like, they keep saying Jokic is a good defender, but watch him in this game. And look, can't stop fouling or something. It's like, yeah, that's this game. I feel like Jokic does it intentionally. Like he does it like just to make sure that the spotlight never gets too bright on him. He like, (laughs) it seems like the, the games he knows that all of the coasts are paying attention to. He's like, yeah, I don't know. That's why it's so important that Zach brings on local guys. Totally. Because if you just bring on, I don't know. Like I love Tim McMahon. He's, I think he's a great reporter, a great writer, but if you bring him on to talk about the nuggets for 20 minutes, he's not going to have the ground zero insight that Adam or, or one of us would have. And um, I, I love that Zach does that because he's brought on like Eric Kareen, who covers the Raptors day to day, brought on some of those local guys before. That's why it's so important. Adam, did you feel any sort of um, like the pressures of trying to stay objective on this big national podcast, but also like if anyone's going to get up there and beat the drum for the Denver Nuggets, you know what I mean? On that right, platform, right. it's you. Like, did you well, think about that at all in your not approach? Really. I mean, because I have, it's funny, man. I, I know a friend of the show, out out Glenn, you know, um, he always, or I, I've seen him start referring to DNVR Adam and Locked On Adam as if they're like two different right. personalities <laughs> or whatever. And it's, it really, it's funny because there is like obviously a different voice that we take with like the pre and post game show. I think it's the same, like my, my Locked On voice is the same voice I like write with when I do the list or something like that. But Sure, like the post game shows, we just try to have fun. It's it's like an at the bar feel to it, um, and and so I think I have experience channeling different, not different voices. It's all my voice. It's just channeling the hey, what are we going for here? It's the low post. I know the style. They want more insight. They want conversation, you know. And and so I can go to it. So I think I'm, I'm like adept at that at this point. I would hope so. I guess you would hope so. I don't think I could do any other personalities. I don't think I could have a like like a radio Mares. Yeah, like, like a, a real hot takey guy. Man, I was listening actually. One of my favorite shows is Ethan Strauss. He had a uh, Ethan Strauss's Strauss of House House of House of Strauss. With, and he had a mean on, and a mean kept telling him, "He's like, dude, if you want to get paid in this business, you just need to be Radio Ethan." He's like, "Regular Ethan's not going to ever get paid." And I was just like, and he was dead serious. He was dead serious about it, and. And I was just sitting there like, man, this sucks. Because I really like Ethan. And Radio Ethan's like the dumbest bit to me, but whatever. Big Market Brendan, man. That's my break. That's how I'm breaking through. EMB, dude. This this is kind of a question for everyone, but but of course, Adam as well. I mean, we've all been waiting for this sort of moment, which I think has really happened these last week or two, where Denver, the Nuggets are sort of embraced and not begrudgingly, right? Like, let's talk about the Nuggets for real as contenders. You know, last year there was a lot of magic, but they didn't quite clear that corner of everyone takes them seriously. The timing, Adam, uh, of Zach reaching out to you now, wanting to hear from you about the Nuggets now, um, does it feel right to you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you've right. been in here for years. We kind of talked, touched on this on the show about how sometimes there's like what actually is and there's what's perceived. And I think the Nuggets – probably were all, I mean, we, we obviously think they've been better than people have thought for the last probably two seasons. Um, and then that bared out in the playoffs, but I think now logically it's just hard to poke a hole in them. Like now you're like, Oh no, they actually can do everything. I mean, they're no, they're no more weak 
or obviously weak than any other team. In fact, they're stronger than most teams logically. And I think that's really what it is. Even if they were better, Jokic was better, this or that, you could still point to, well, they don't have a wing or they don't have right. this or whatever. But now they have everything. So I think it, it does make sense to me. When do you have more do you have more confidence? Like, okay, then finally eyes are on the nuggets. People seem to care. Do you do you have like more, do you have full confidence in this group? to be the one to sort of represent sort of what we've seen building, what we think is there, and it may be culminating on a big stage. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's funny how like the whole perception of the Nuggets changed when they got Aaron Gordon, because I mean, last year at this point in the season, the Nuggets were the number two seed. And like, they really were the number two seed (laughs) for most of last year, but it's not like Zach Lowe is reaching out to, talk about the Nuggets on a podcast when they were last year, but they had the success in the playoffs. Uh, They, they have the leading MVP candidate right now. They have a bona fide big three. They got a really sexy addition at the trade deadline and they're playing really well after it. Like everything lined up perfectly for them um, this season. So yeah, I I mean, I, I think it's totally something. Yeah, I mean, you think about like the where we were last year, you know, in that in like the the heavy fraud city mindset where we knew the team was this good, but no one would pay attention. So we had to just be like, yo, you don't believe. Yeah, you're right. We're frauds. You're not going to pay attention. So just if that's more comfortable for you, like, yeah, we're fraud city. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And like now, you know, now they're like coming around. It's like weird yo yeah like you know <laughs> remember like what was under the underneath that it said what mile high city welcome like yeah. you're gonna yeah. know our name yeah it's so funny man there is like almost a weird pressure that comes with everybody kind of being like you know what Denver's probably should win like, that's oh. what i mean yeah all of a sudden now they really should get it done what do you mean no they shouldn't they should they should lose but they're gonna win that's that's how it's supposed to go I texted that screenshot of the starters net rating to some buddies on the East. And they said, yeah, we saw that already. The hell? You don't even watch the Nuggets on TNT. You saw that. That's right. It's happening. It's happening. Wow. That's so crazy, man. You, I mean, you realize we're like at the epicenter of this crazy thing that's happening. And we've all seen it coming. And it's like, it's just so, it's so strange for it to start to really hit in a way that's not just like, Someday they'll see. Someday, and now it's like, oh, is this the day? Like, is this the day where the faith you had as for being a fan is rewarded? Where even if they, I mean, even if they don't win, I hate to even talk that way. Like, just the idea that they're taken seriously, like, just feels good, man. It just feels like we're out of NBA purgatory. Like, we're back at the like uh, the big kids table. It's like amazing. One thing that was kind of funny about today, though, and it was like it. it the, the like outpouring of support that that came out, I it was kind of like surprising, and it, it's funny, man. Like it was really meaningful. My wife, you know, we both work from home today, and she knew because I've been talking about this for a few days, so she knew this was like a big deal to me. But today, like, is all like the people were kind of like rallying as if like I was the I felt like Cinderella, you know, and like everybody's like in the <laughs> dungeon, like, hey, look, Adam got out. He's he's going on up to the big floor. You Oral know? Roberts. <laughs> In the elite eight. Yeah, exactly. I was like Oral Roberts. The whole crowd's like, yeah, here we go. Oral, oral, oral. I've had like a couple moments like this with you where like during one of our first like pretty successful watch parties, I was just like, you were just like walking around and it was, you were so happy and it was awesome. And I was just like, it's Adam's birthday, everybody. It's just Adam's birthday. Like, <laughs> you just, this is like, 
And it's so great because like, that is why for me anyway, it's like why you want to put all these hours in like towards watching this team. I mean, you know, you could do anything on this earth, you know, we could all, all, everybody that's on this uh, call has talent, like real talent. And it says something that we found the nuggets and like believed in them enough to have it pay off. Like, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously speaking like really grandiose here, but sure, sure. I just, I just love the idea that we have at least turned the corner. Like this is already an accomplishment. No, but, yeah, well, totally. It's like when you bang the drum and bang the drum for something like we have over the last couple of years, and then you finally get some validation on it. Like that feels amazing. That feels great because we were right about so many of the things that everybody told us we were wrong about. Right. Right. And, and you scroll through the DNVR Nuggets, you know, just sort of Twitter timeline today. And what you see are all these fans who are thrilled to going back to Wynn's earlier point. He didn't bring McMahon on to, to talk about the Nuggets. He went local and he didn't just go local. He got at him. And I think for a lot of Nuggets fans, it felt like, OK, like this is someone who gets it, like didn't just hop on recently, but understands it from the cultural significance to to what's been happening here in a basketball way. And uh I just thought that was cool. I'm just glad that the fans felt represented in that way. It was, it was really cool, man. Like I said, I was sitting here with my wife at one point, like when it was all the, like when it first like dropped and people were starting to like text or this or that, like my wife walks in as I'm like reading it. She's like, are you going to cry? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like now I am. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, even Reddit. I, got, for, I thought Reddit was maybe turning on me for a while, but they've been like, like overwhelming. It's, it's been a full day. It was like my birthday, right? uh, I know I've been to a bunch of your birthdays and you know what? Good for you, Adam. Like I only am involved in the nuggets because of Adam. Like I should not be here. Maybe this is a reason that Adam should be admonished for bringing me into this world. But like I heard Adam on a podcast and like, I don't know. I just like made a connection with him. And a lot of people do. A lot of people feel like Adam is the right voice for the Nuggets because it's very natural and it's very real and there's that just can't be replicated so I think it's awesome I'm really proud of you man and uh you know like this this is just onward and upward and for all three of you guys I just see your you know your stars are going to be on the rise there's feelings I love it I love it by the way Adam this was you guys are great this is like a moment for celebration Adam, this is way cooler than your usual birthday parties, by it's the way. It's so true. It's like 100% accurate. Uh, better than a birthday. Uh, I do want to get back to one of the things we were talking about with the Nuggets and this sort of like culmination of the attention and the spotlight. Um, have you reflected at all on how funny it is that what got them there, of all things, was the sort of underwhelming lottery pick verging on busting out in Orlando? Like, I know that's an unfair perspective of like, he was a, he was an NBA quality player, but just high expectations goes to Orlando. No one seems to care. Everyone seems to be frustrated with him. And that's the guy that makes the Denver Nuggets, you know, popular, worth watching. I just thought that it was something funny to me that that was the missing piece. Yeah. yeah I, well, I, I mean, I just think it's kind of just more the culmination It's mm. it's the culmination of the Western conference finals run, the culmination of, Jokic's MVP candidacy, the culmination of the Gordon trade, and also just Denver. And this is like goes back to why I thought it was so important for Tim Connolly to make this trade. It's Denver like recognizing that they really have something and this is the right time to make a deal like this because everything was lining up for them. And I mean, like you saw it 
uh, last night or or whenever that Magic game was. Yeah, last night when RJ Hampton was like having this huge first quarter. Like RJ Hampton is a player, man. Like he's really good, and the Nuggets didn't want to give him up. You saw why last night, but you also have seen why over the last four games when Denver's been four zero with Aaron Gordon, why. Denver felt like it was the perfect time to make this deal. And Aaron Gordon was the player to make this deal. So I, I think it's just more of a culmination of everything just lining up perfectly. And, and this being like the big explosion at the end of Dude, it. You know what I love the most about this is that there's just the narrative has been that uh, the front office is uh, inept when really they're just patient, you know, like oh, oh, every deal that was, presented to them like even if they got to the end they they came to their senses and were like we, we can't we can't like it's not you know like the asking price is too much and right. they waited until the time when it made the absolute most sense and you know by all accounts they really finessed the entire league with this <laughs> with this move like Please. nobody thought it could be this low the price for Aaron Gordon nobody else really tried to get him that in that seriously. And it's like, they got him for like pennies on the dollar. And people are talking about Aaron Gordon swinging the championship odds more than they are about Drew Holiday. You know, yep. I know there's different circumstances, but and like you had to do that for Drew Holiday to keep Giannis and all that different stuff. But like people are talking about Drew Holiday this way. Like, is he the key now to beating the Nets or whatever? Like, it, and it kind of is that with Aaron Gordon, which is really cool. He's a nugget too. Oh, he is God. a nugget. He is. And his dude, his his defense is just the most impressive thing I've ever seen. It's you know for a player to just show up and, and do it on the players he's been asked to do it against. Oh and man, doing the the list today. Which by the way, there's two episodes: one on offense, one on defense. Um, like doing that was the most. This was the most fun list I did. Usually, I try to limit those to like, okay, I want people to be able to get through these in like 15 minutes. This one probably takes an hour and a half to get through because I I got so many clips. I just got carried away. I'm like, <laughs> oh, and this is awesome on this play. Oh wait a second, this thing is cool here. And everything was cool. Yeah, were you supposed to throw out cookies just because there's a bunch of them? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly how it was. A bunch. Of Who throws cookies? out a cookie? Nobody. What, what I love about um, Gordon's defense right now is like he had this possession again in that Clipper game where um, he was on Kawhi and I think it was Kawhi just dribbling the ball out near half court and it was early shot clock early in the possession and Aaron Gordon was just in this super low defensive stance when, when like clearly Kawhi wasn't looking to attack yet. He wasn't really looking to like initiate anything. And Gordon just there above the three-point line, just in this perfect defensive stance. And I and I think I said to you guys, like, all right, I'm just ready for him to slap the floor or something right now. Like he <laughs> he see he in these first four games has given the impression, I think it's real, that he just loves to defend. He loves those matchups. He gets so amped up for those matchups and just matchups and just like really locks in. And I've just gotten the impression that. He just loves the role he's in right now. I, I think there's a great chance he gets an all-defensive nod next year. I mean, it's kind of too late this year. Sure. But the way he's playing right now is like a first-team all-defense level of defense. I mean, who shuts down Kawhi that much? You guys saw the <laughs> clip where Kawhi kind of pats him on the ass after he right. shot. It's like, yeah. I'm telling you, Kawhi was like, I, I honestly think the Clippers do not want the Nuggets in large part because they're just like, that would be really hard and a lot of baggage. <laughs> nuggets are so far in the Clippers' heads right now. The Nuggets own so much uh, so real much estate. real estate in the Clippers' heads right now. They're also just a better team now. <laughs> uh, um, 
surprisingly too, to your point about Aaron Gordon getting that recognition, like Denver in a vacuum, Aaron Gordon in a vacuum, neither one sort of has that pull together. Now they're both being talked about in this new way. And all of a sudden Aaron Gordon matters on the national stage. Yeah. It it, it really, like we we were talking before um, about how many parallels there are between Aaron Gordon and Andre Iguodala, like how Andre Iguodala was not, buried in the same way that Aaron Gordon was. He was always like highly regarded, but he was on Philadelphia 76ers teams and didn't make a lot of noise. And so he was just like a guy you knew of, right? Like you you didn't really know the specific, like you knew he was a defensive guy, whatever. Um, Aaron Gordon, like I only ever knew of him as the dunk guy. And, you know, clearly that's a big part of his personality is numbers based on that. He's like an elite CFO, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. A specialist. company with a CFO. You're never, it's yeah. not even a company at that point. But like, if you have a good company going and you bring in this incredible, you know, financial officer, you're like, perfect. Like now he's taking us to the whole <laughs> new level. He's like really maximizing this product we have. And yeah. totally what he, he was in Orlando. They just had a CFO, no, no products, no company. No, they, they had a CFO who was miscast as like the CEO. Oh, totally. Right? Like they're giving speeches. They're terrible. Yes, exactly. He was miscast as like a number one option CEO type, the same way Iguodala was miscast as the number one offensive. Like an, another one of our award-winning corporate metaphors. That I was going to so say, much. that's the full extent, by the way, of our corporate lexicon, I think. I don't know if we have a third example. <laughs> I know. People, people are salivating. This is like the most common uh, connection you can draw. Corporate structure and basketball teams. Uh. Well, listen, guys, uh, why don't we hit a break? When we get back, we'll, we'll talk more about the Nuggets, talk more about how, how the new-look Nuggets fare against the rest of the league uh, with Aaron Gordon in town. Yeah, guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lagers from Breck Brew. It's the beer that we drink a lot at the bar, especially when we're uh, watching Nuggets games. You can't miss it. It's got that Skyline Blue Nuggets can, got the Nuggets logo on it. Uh, you can pick it up from Breck Brew. You can pick it up from your local liquor store. It's an awesome choice. It's uh Breck Brew is the official beer of DNVR, and uh, we prefer Mile High City Copper Lagers when we're watching Nuggets game. So pick some of those up today. Uh, also, guys, if you want to still pick up one of those Jokic for MVP shirts, they're awesome. They're high quality. They're really comfortable. No lie, like they're actually really comfortable. You can get them in uh, gray. You can get them in white, short sleeve, long sleeve. Go to JokicForMVP.com to purchase those. And all proceeds go back to the Colorado Hawks who are the guys behind the shirts. And if you're not familiar with the Colorado Hawks, um, they're an affordable program for high level athletes who are looking to get college scholarships and they've never turned an athlete away over cost. They're based right out of Denver here. They've got a, a lot of alumni who are playing in college, coaching in college. And they're also behind these really cool Jokic for MVP shirts that you can get at JokicForMVP.com. Again, all proceeds go back to the Colorado Hawks, go back to helping underprivileged kids uh, play sports, including basketball at a really high level here in Colorado. So check them out today. JokicForMVP.com to get those shirts. All right. And we're back. And it's time to run through a little Western Conference playoff confidence meter. Mm. We'll run through the team, the current playoff picture as it's looking out west. I'm feeling um, weirdly confident, guys. Like I'm, I don't know if I'm like opening my heart for disappointment. Your birthday, dude. It's because you're it it's your birthday. birthday. Yeah, it is like a spiritual birthday of sorts. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's actually it, my mom's birthday today, so this is kind of funny. 
Totally. You know, the Nuggets look uh, the Nuggets look great right now, guys. But I think this exercise might be interesting because in, in some ways, you know, losing a, a Gary Harris, if he were to be available, changes things. So let's run through it. We'll start at the bottom. We'll get we'll get more interesting as we go. Ooh. A team that shouldn't matter, but has given the Denver Nuggets a lot of trouble. Uh, Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans uh, just on paper. And look, this probably isn't going to happen anyway. Um but if they were healthy, just sort of based off the way these two teams have gone against each other this season in the games prior, how, how different does it look, Eric, with Aaron Gordon in Denver? Um, pass me up. Sorry, I got distracted really quick. I apologize. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate so the transparency. That's awesome. We'll I, go to Harris. I, could start, I was going to start talking, and then I was like, oh, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to catch I don't have to do this. I, I lost the this. chat, bro. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't feel great about a New Orleans Pelicans matchup. Oh, um, <laughs> Eric was gonna guess what the question. I, I feel I feel a little better about it with Aaron Gordon, but I don't know if Aaron Gordon can shut down Zion Williamson. I don't know if he can limit him. It seems like nobody in the league can. I know Aaron Gordon's a really really good defender, but I mean I just don't know. And, and like that matchup's scary because. Um, a like Denver's been really bad against Pelicans this year, last year, they do match up better with them, but you've got somebody like Lonzo ball. Who's playing for his next contract. He's going to be super motivated in a playoff series. If those two, if these two teams matched up, I think Gordon helps, but I don't know. It's still a little scary to me. Uh, all right. Let me go now. Let me go now. Uh, Perfect. Let's do it. We just beat the Pelicans, man. We didn't even have Aaron Gordon. Like we don't, we didn't have to shut. Uh, Zion down completely. You just got to slow him down a little bit. And can Aaron Gordon do that? Absolutely. No one can stop Zion. That guy is unbelievable. So just wait till he learns a second move. Yeah, dude. Like who needs one? To Aaron Gordon is it's pretty steep actually. It's It's very steep. steep. Are you feeling more confident than Adam? I have Nuggets and four. Like I totally. I think that's a series where sure Zion's really good. He'd probably be one game where he like gets Jokic in foul trouble on some BS, but. Denver's just so much better. There's a reason the Pelicans are the 11 seed. I'm going to make everyone guess right now. I, obviously, we don't know how their offseason goes, all this stuff, but do the Pelicans like trend up next year or, or are they in a weird spot? Are they in a tough spot to, to built around Zion here? What do you think, Adam? Disappointing next year, mm. but playoff. Wind? I agree. I, I think um, they'll sneak into the playoffs, but they'll like be a first round out and um, it's going to be a perfect, uh, perfect bit of content for the national networks trying to stir up some angst in new Orleans. Oh yeah. So true. <laughs> Just write those headlines now. All right. Next up the Sacramento Kings, another team that's <laughs> given the Denver nuggets fits. Um, Harrison Barnes has given them fits. Also, you know, one of the trade targets we talked about if the Aaron Gordon thing didn't work out, well, now Aaron Gordon's in Denver. Adam, are you more confident in a Sacramento matchup? Nuggets in four again. Like, I know they're 0-3. That was largely at the start of the season. There are some weird things that have, like, Fox does give them trouble. And I do worry about quick guards in a playoff series. But playoffs are a different animal than the regular season. Like, the regular season is – they really are, in a lot of ways, two different sports in that you have you game plan. And the, the Kings can be game planned for. Nuggets are – Consider how long ago it feels that we were doing those shows in the downstairs part of the bar. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I know, yeah. Right, like that that's how long ago some of those Kings games were. Yeah, like, that's true. That is how little those those matchups matter. 
So there's right. absolutely like it would be king. It would be Nuggets in three. Like it would be an absolute <laughs> destruction. Like that team is terrible, and there's no reason they they should have ever beat the Nuggets. But for whatever reason, they just that push shot. It was uh, that I'll see in my sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, Aaron Gordon. Like it it's, would just be a, a devastating disaster for for Sacramento. All right, I don't know if Harrison's with me on this one or not. I think this goes six games, but it's a six-game series that is never actually in doubt. Does this make sense? Sure. Does this make sense? So so there's one game that's just a true – we hated every second of that, uh, and there's a couple nail-biters. But I think there are some dynamics with that matchup that, like, are real. Denver actually just struggles to guard those guys a little bit. Yeah, um, I think Nuggets in four, actually. All right. Again, again, I, I, I would be much. I would be more concerned about a Pelican series for sure than a Kings one, but because like something that's happening with the Nuggets defense and Aaron Gordon, we were talking about how bad the Nuggets rim defense has been this year. Now with Aaron Gordon, they're just allowing so many fewer shots at the rim. Period. And sometimes when a team mm. does get to the rim, Aaron Gordon's just totally smothering them, like he did to. Um, poor uh Wendell Carter last night on that one play so I think that's kind of an adjustment that would just kind of minimize something that Sacramento did really well against Denver here's an interesting one because they don't look great but how does Denver match up with Golden State Eric what's your confidence meter at especially with Aaron Gordon now in Denver Golden State's losing like 50 points a night (laughs) (laughs) they're getting ran like they're not it's not like oh man we just need if if only old Clay Thompson was back they'd be right back on top like they are broken (laughs) so bring it on Steph you can get 45 and then as a team you'll score 60 yeah, Nuggets in four. Again. I mean, they're okay. Just- but Harrison, is this matchup harder without Gary Harris? Um, yeah, a little, a little, a little. But I mean, what I think about in this matchup, and this is really where I start when I think about every matchup against the Nuggets, is how is this team going to guard Nikola Jokic? It's a beautiful place to be. Like, that's how I begin thinking about every potential playoff matchup. How will X team guard Nikola Jokic? And the Warriors might have less answers for Nikola Jokic than anyone. Hmm. All right. Well, that was a convincing argument. Barbecue chicken, I believe, is the phrase. Yeah. All right. That's true. Um, but they would have no one to guard Steph. I'm standing by that. Faku plays 40 minutes. Okay. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. How does Denver match up with Memphis, Adam? Nuggets in five. <laughs> this makes, you're feeling yourself. You got two arms back. Four, all right, five. I'll go five this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's five. I mean, look, Jaw's really good. He's fast. I think he's the type of guard that will give Denver trouble, and that's why there'd probably be one one win in there. But I'm just high on Denver. Honestly, you, we're going to go through this list with like two or three more of these teams at the bottom that I'm just going to say Nuggets in four or five. I know. I can tell that's your rhythm already. Dude. The, the Nuggets are not winning games because they get hot. Right. Like they're just oh, systematically totally. so true. dismantling squads where once they decide to like be on the same page and get locked in, they just do whatever they want offensively. Like, and then now, and then Aaron Gordon locks in and then, you know, you get, you get make, miss, miss, make, like you get, you start, you get to stack up possessions where you're just building on your lead. It's, it's crazy. And it seems like they 
we the Nuggets have always had a switch, and apparently Aaron Gordon was installed with a bolt switch when he showed up. Like, I, I this was on the list today, but like the Nuggets ran in that Orlando game the same play four times in a row on four possessions and got like the best shot. Not not that they scored, they got and ones, dunks, and layups on all four of them, and it was different. Like each one was different. It was just like, yeah, whatever you do, we have a great response to, and I just that's where the Nuggets are right now. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of little things that are stacking up to to how do you match up with this team. If anything, you meet you're maybe still waiting for some sort of individual transcendent stuff from Jokic and Murray, but they might not need it. Harrison, you were scared of the Dallas Mavericks last season, scared, terrified. I might be putting might be putting words in your mouth. Um, how confident are you in that matchup this season? Um, I'd say Nuggets in five. Nuggets in five. Oh wow, wow. Uh, does that does that changed after the Gordon trade? I mean, obviously we're confident in Denver, but specifically in this matchup, a little bit. Like Gordon had a really good defensive game against Luka Doncic earlier this year that I've talked about a lot. So I think he really helps in that matchup, and um, I'm just I'm just not scared of Dallas's role players. I'm just not. Yeah. Like Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, like these role players they have, they're not the guys that. I would be wanting to count on in, in a playoff series. I'm just not scared of those guys. Adam Dallas is playing much better, much better lately. Kind of sneaky on the rise. I'd say Nuggets in like five and a half. I'll go five because I'm feeling it right now, but it might be Nuggets <laughs> in six later on. Like they are, they are good. And Luke is good enough that, you know, there's probably going to be one game where Aaron Gordon gets in foul trouble. And then that game you might be effed and things yeah. like that. But at the end of the day, again, Denver has so many different ways to beat you for them. It's either, even Chris Stapps, like, what would it mean for him to go off to beat you? He'd probably need, like, 35 because he didn't really do anything else. And- also, a lot of it was him just, like, wrecking Paul Millsap, who just can't get out there anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I I actually feel like this that this could be a six or seven game series. Like, I feel like Dallas and, and Denver have sort of a uh, – a yin yang relationship where they're sort of like they they're kind of on each other's wavelength and that could make for a really interesting utah type series where you know you just for whatever reason like you're able to get the best of one another on any given night um and they they do kind of freak me out like lucas no joke man (laughs) christoph went off on us and yeah but neither Kawhi leonard i know but uh, they also just like dismantled the jazz tonight um, they're good. They're, they're so, well, guys are frauds, Eric. So <laughs> I know. I, I should. I, I need to ship my fraud city shirts down uh, to our friends in Utah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as scared as Dallas as Eric is. Okay. Uh, rival one C, one B, one A? Question mark. Depending on your perspective, but they are rivals. The Portland Trail Blazers. Ooh. See, this is the series that I think would probably be nuggets and six maybe even nuggets and seven i'd pick nuggets and six this is also probably the series where not having gary harris hurts the most yes um i mean if you think back to that 2019 playoff run like the nuggets lost the blazers uh yeah yeah, uh the nuggets lost the blazers but like gary harris locked down damian lillard and the nuggets don't really have that matchup right now uh, Nurkic is back. I mean, you guys know I think Nurkic is one of the most overrated players in the league, but he's still better than what they had before. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say Nuggets in six. 
I think hmm. so. Too. Nuggets and six. I, I do think that's a little bit of a tougher one. I mean, now you start, once you get up to this level, now all these teams could beat you. Um, I am concerned that Denver doesn't have maybe the like elite shutdown guards, but again, it's more about their system and just how they yes. can switch everything and yes, you know, how swarming and athletic they are. And Jokic would have to have a big series against Nurkic, but I think, he, I think he would. When I think of that Portland, Portland series, I think less about matchups and more about aggregate size, you know, and, and I, part of me wonders if Denver, like if that's a game 82 situation all over again, you're like, Oh, Portland round one redemption time, five games. Let's do this. They cannot guard Jokic. Jamal's it would be a great goal. coming of age series for Denver though. If that was, it, would, it would be, I, and, I feel like it can't go less than seven. I just can't imagine. I can't mainly because I've only seen the Denver Nuggets play seven games. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. <laughs> so it's like difficult for me to imagine it not happening, especially if you take into consideration the, the I mean, that is an emotional series. Like there's a lot in there with the Nurkic stuff. With, really tested. Push them. Yeah. Obviously the, you know, the rematch of the super, close testy series from a couple of years before like i mean that I mean, that's why this team is a rival and like rivalry games in the playoffs are insane but so. i just like is there any reason the nuggets wouldn't average 120 points a game in that series like what is port like how does portland defend the denver nuggets you know as worried as i am about the matchups i i agree i actually talked me into it nuggets in five I think Dame has like two 50 point games in that series and Denver wins one of the two. (laughs) But so does Jokic, right? He's although who knows, man, you think Jokic will ever score like 30 points again with all of these weapons. I don't know, but I do think he's going to get 22 or more assists. Wish I could bet on that. Yeah, it is funny. Isn't it a little funny how the Nuggets are four zero with Aaron Gordon and um, their offense is incredible. Their defense is trending up. And Yokes had two of what I think were his like worst games of the season, individually. Yep, yep. Jamal Murray scored four points in the first half in Orlando. Will Barton went zero for seven one game. I, I will say I think that Jokic looked better on rewatch than I thought watching live. Like his shots, he, he usually does. Got frustrated. Yeah, he always does. He got a little frustrated or whatever. But in that third quarter, he was. I mean, he threw like eight touchdowns. <laughs> Surgeon man, yeah. he's unbelievable. Yeah, like, it, watch, it is... like oh, actually, that was brilliant of Jokic. But... <laughs> yeah, like when you're watching Barton or when you're watching Paul Millsap and he has like a terrible first half, you're like, well, I don't want to see Paul Millsap ever again in this game. <laughs> but if it's Jokic, you're like, well, he's going to turn it on at some point. We just have to wait and see because it's going to happen. Like, so maybe he was laying the groundwork, you know? Like, <laughs> totally. Like a football team yeah, that ran it six straight times just to set up the the deep bomb. That's yeah, you're never like you're never like, man. Jokic doesn't have it tonight. They got to put uh, Javale McGee into us. Uh, <laughs> well, it was it was a great second half adjustment from from Yoke in the first half. Like he wasn't getting any foul calls, so in the second half, he was just like, "All right, I'm just going to surgically pick apart this defense and then just rack up assists. I'm not even going to give them the choice yeah. uh, whether or not to call a foul." That's just so Which, true. It's so true. And it's funny because you got to think that that is the goal of the team that is absolutely abusing him in the paint, like stay out of here. So he's like, all right, fine. And then you're like, well, all right, fine. Like I won't bomb your house. I'll just hit it with cannonballs. Like it's, it's up to you, brother. All right, let's do one more read guys. And we'll finish up this list and get out of here. 
Hey guys, make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental Group if you need any dental work done, if you need cavities filled, teeth pulled, wisdom teeth out. A lot of us at DNVR have gone to them and they're awesome people. You can get a free sonic your toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. Top of the line electric toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. So check them out today. Green Mountain Dental Group can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, at StravaCraftCoffee.com right now, they have this awesome subscription offer. You can get StravaCraft Coffee, which is packed with CBD, delivered to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whichever you prefer. And you can get 20% off your order with the code DNVR20. It seems like everybody's got a subscription service these days. StravaCraft Coffee has one as well. Go to StravaCraftCoffee.com, use the code DNVR20 to get 20% off your coffee and get delivered every two, three, two, four, six, or eight weeks. If you're a first time buyer, you can also get 25% off your StravaCraft Coffee when you use the code DNVR25 at checkout, StravaCraftCoffee.com. And finally, um, Gabby Insurance, they will tell you just how much money you're wasting on home insurance, car insurance, um, by just using their service. What you have to do is go to gabby.com slash DNVR, G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. You plug in all your current insurance info and then Gabby will run your current coverage against 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. And they'll tell you where you can save money. A lot of us at DNVR have tried it. A lot of us are saving money. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. And also Gabby will never sell your info. So no annoying spam or robocalls. So get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out. There's no obligation. Go to gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Gabby.com slash DNVR. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. You get, you know, the greatest streak or the greatest like thing I'm observing right now. It's actually Eric's made up competition between the Nuggets and Abs to see who can mm. not who's going to lose a game first. It's a, it's like a really fun streak. We have two teams streaking right now. It's head to head. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win this game or lose this game. I don't even know how to frame that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah Denver, Denver as a city right now, guys, is oh, is man. really trending up, man. I, I mean, Nuggets dude. and Abs don't lose anymore. It's winter is just over. Winter's done with. Dude, winter's uh, so over. Yeah, totally done. Uh, we're, we're pretty much on the doorstep of summer. We just got the all-star game, home run derby at Coors Field. Um, I mean, the vibes, the vibes. Dude, people are getting vaccinated. Like the world is about – Denver, Colorado is about to explode. I'm oh, stalling for this. Stonks. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm, 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 I'm 100% in the club. I feel You're it. You're ready to run these streets. I'm telling you. That's how I feel it. I'm like, I'm like the first guy at the party. You know? Yeah. Like, I guess a little early. I was like, oh, man, I thought I was going to take a long Totally. I'm so ready to run these streets. <laughs> I gotta say. So hey, let's move to the potentially contentious portion of this list. Oh, boy. Ugh. And uh, right off the bat, it's the Evil Empire. And in my opinion, currently the hardest team to evaluate project in the NBA because they look horrible. They also looked incredible. What are they going to get from Anthony Davis and LeBron James when they're healthy? Adam, how confident are you in a Denver series with the Los Angeles Lakers? Lakers in seven. 
I mm. think that's the one where I'd probably go the other way. I was going to say, you know, before I answered that, I should have said, do you, this might, this is, I know Eric will catch this reference. You youngins might not, but do you guys know the Da Bears reference? Yes. We're yep. literally just doing that right now as a pod. Like, okay, if it was a mini Ditka, you know, who do you think <laughs> they were going against the Eagles? They're getting two homery right now. Is that what you're saying? Jokic had one broken arm, okay? And uh, <laughs> they had to shoot everything left. Would they beat Dude. the yeah, they would be the Lakers. Would you rather fight one bear-sized Jokic or a thousand <laughs> duck-sized Jokic? Uh, no, yeah. Lakers. I mean, I, I, the, the question more for me is about are the Lakers just going to be healthy and, and what, what are they going to be like? What's their energy level? When do you get them? If you get them in the first, it's probably a drag. If you get them in the third, you know, in the conference finals, I have a feeling they might be banged up and worn down. And, you know, you one of the things that people don't realize about the playoffs to you figure out teams during the playoffs, even when you're not playing them. Like by the time a team gets to the conference finals, you've already seen what works and doesn't against a team. And like, then you attack that. And I think with the Lakers, you know, getting them at that stage might be better than getting them at an earlier stage. What do you think? No, sorry, Eric. No, you go, Eric, you go, Eric. Okay. Uh, um, The Los Angeles Lakers are very confusing because you hit it right on the nose. Like we don't know what this team even looks like. Like we have no idea because they have like new additions, people like Taylor Horton Tucker and like Kyle Kuzma with an elevated role. And a lot of their role players like went to other teams in the off season, like Rajon Rondo, for example, who actually <laughs> killed us. Oh, yeah. And um, Michael Porter Jr. is now a viable part of the Nuggets defense. If not, you know, He's not the strongest link, but he's also not a weak link anymore. His length is at least something that could bother Anthony yeah. Davis. Um, and Aaron Gordon is there to guard LeBron. Like I actually think we 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 match up pretty favorably as compared to years past to how the Lakers. And I don't think it's unintentional. I think that this is essentially like. I mean, that's always the first conversation you have when you talk about Aaron Gordon, like, or any, you bring in any wing, it's like, can they guard those players, LeBron, Kawhi? And I think he can guard LeBron. Like he can't stop him. Nobody can stop LeBron, but I mean, can he at least slow him down enough to where the Nuggets literally unstoppable offense can score enough? Like there's a real part of me that wants them to have to play the Lakers at some point. Like it, it would be really weird for them not to. I just, I, I just want them to go into the belly of the beast. It does feel so poetic. I mean, if, as long as we're like, you know, as long as we're in the middle of our like long form narrative, we might get, might as well get the ending we want, so we don't feel like it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, they also they have the horses for it, right? I mean, they probably fall short. I, I would pick the Lakers, but you you go okay denver is built for it at least right it's not quite the same thing as like last year i got drunk on two three one comebacks and i went okay there's magic here maybe yoke and murray can ride this yeah, out to seven lucky. a seven game win over the lakers but i think this year while i wouldn't pick denver unless they go two three one comebacks again i'm definitely doing it um there's something there on paper that you can at least hold on to right I, that's the difference yes. for me um, yeah. i would probably pick lakers in seven also but to Eric's point, the Nuggets match up way better with the Lakers right now than they did last year in some respects. Like the Lakers have less matchups for Jokic. Then again, I'm I'd be very curious to see how the Nuggets would plan to guard Anthony Davis just with, with their starting lineup. Like, is it Michael Porter Jr. on Anthony Davis? I mean, that that seems like it, it could be it, but so like that's super interesting. 
Um, I, I also trust the Lakers role players this year a lot less than last year. Um, like Rondo was great last year. KCP was Rondo was like their third best player. Yeah. He killed us. KCP didn't miss in the playoffs Dude, last he year. He hasn't had as great of a regular season. Uh, so I trust the Lakers role players less. Like Dennis Schroeder, like I'm sorry, but I, I just don't trust him in a playoff series. Dude, it's the so it's the playoffs wind and the other team has has Schroeder wide open in the corner or Rajon Rondo wide open in the corner, who scares you more? I think it's Rondo. I honestly think it's Rondo. I know Schroeder's like a better offensive player at this yeah. point in his career. No, but. I, I think you're right. I mean, Schroeder's shooting 33% from three this year. Also, He's like well, yeah. not a good shooter. So there's that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it, it'd be harder for the Lakers to match up with Denver defensively this time around. Um, but ultimately, I'm still looking at Anthony Davis. Like, how do you solve that? You know what it comes down to? I feel like it's truly the, the second unit, however big that is. Um, I think feel like that's where the real margin can be gained for the Lakers. Probably. I mean, since we still have so many weird questions about our bench at this exact moment in time, I feel like we have the P like, I, there are no players on our team that I just, I'm like, that guy sucks. Like he's not good at basketball. That There was one guy like that. That was Isaiah Hardenstein. I wanted to, like, and I was not, <laughs> hey, I was not quiet funny. about that. Dude, this once a show call out, man. It's I crazy. Know. You're like really right this guy. Let me read you his. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm only putting it out to say that like, I'm not just, I'm not just approaching this with a Homer sense of wonderment. Like I think these guys are all legitimately good. Like I don't have a problem calling out a nugget is my point. Um, and I think that there's talent to be had with all of these players. And it's just like, can they make the all of it work together and then uh, you know i we, we haven't seen it so i don't know yeah you know isaiah hartenstein had <laughs> five points 14 rebounds and seven assists tonight yeah, he had, in his first tonight, game yeah. a couple, yeah, a couple had, of games ago tonight he had 16 points 12 rebounds three assists on eight shots what the five what fouls, the fuck five dude five fouls. <laughs> five fouls, okay <laughs> You know, that, that was actually one of my big takeaways from uh, the JaVale McGee minutes. Somehow, JaVale McGee has a higher foul rate than Isaiah Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was possible, but he did it in its debut. It's going to be great. He has to, like, miss a game in the playoffs because he got too many technicals. Oh, my God. 20 games. That's hilarious. We, we can move on. Uh, I do wonder if the difference is going to be, though, which I sometimes I wonder if it was last year, like, AD, the way he shot from from deep mid range in three was just out of his mind, and he yep. he gets all that credit. He stepped up, but does he do that again? Is the question? Maybe. Um, but don't you think like that specific skill set can be guarded or at least countered a little bit just with the pure length that Michael Porter Jr. has? Like better that he do that than him that embody him down in the in the paint. Which, yeah, I just think it's more of maybe does he miss him this time? Is he, is he, you know, it's true. I mean, but you know, like a, a longer hand in your face, it, it, you know, it can make you miss more. If you put yourself in their shoes though, imagine if like, all right, Nuggets won the title, you're feeling great. And then the next year, you know, Jokic missed most of the season. Then Murray's been out for all this time. And we're like this close to the playoffs, both guys are out and we're like, yeah, but they're going to come back and everything. It's like, you don't know. They're going to come back. Who knows if, they feel a little rusty. They take some chemistry. Right, right. I'd LeBron, be nervous. Yeah. I would be nervous. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron went out. We have we have that of it. Like we know what this looks like. LeBron went out for a good portion of the season, the first year in LA, and they he came back and they did not make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a scenario that could happen where they're in the series with the Lakers. LeBron tweaks something and he he's not a hundred percent, and the Nuggets just run him. 
Like if, if the Lakers don't have a fully healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis, the Nuggets are winning that series. But oh, they're going to kill them with a fully healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis. You still have to consider the Lakers. Championship. You still, you still have a shot. That's the difference. That you still have a good shot this year if they're fully healthy. Right. Right. Still that, a yes. Area where Denver beats them at full capacity. Yeah. Puncher's chance. Puncher's chance. For Even sure. Than puncher's chance. Like last year was Puncher's chance. You know. Like okay, so Murray has another fifty piece in him. Dude, last year, yeah. last year the Nuggets were a botched like switch on a screen away from being right in that series. It's so true. This, right, I think this year right. more of a sixty forty team. All right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, not that lopsided. I mean, it's pretty sure. lopsided. No, I'm, I, I look. Listen, I'm buying it. I, I still think like the Clippers are the favorites coming out of the West, or the Lakers. I mean, they should be, but Denver has the horses this time at least. Let's move on to the Clippers because uh, I'm, I'm just going to go first. Okay, I already said it. I think the Nuggets are just better than the Clippers. They're just a better basketball team now. I think they're more complete. I trust their top end talent, and I know it was a seven game series, and it could just as easily have gone the other way. But you know what? It didn't. And I think Porter's going to be even better this time around. I think Denver's even better suited to guard these guys. Um, could they lose this series? Absolutely. But I think they're the better team, and I think they win in in six or seven. Yeah. I I agree. Nice. I, li- I like that. I li- no, I like that one. That one's like a 55-45 series, but I think it's 55 Denver. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah, say De- no, seven, too. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, just always looking at, like, the things that you can't look at on paper, just the the psychological edge that I feel like Denver holds over the Clippers, at least at this exact moment in time, gives them at least a head start in the series. I'm sure like after you play them, you know, more than one game, that stuff where that stuff wears off, but at least it gives you the head start in game one that can get you rolling in the right direction. So, you know, and not only that, like they really handled them this last time, granted the, the, but you know, the Clippers were not, at full strength to be fair oh, yeah. so Serge Ibaka probably changes right. things quite a bit right. um I don't even remember who else was out but, but you know like they they, yeah. they didn't have a lot of um shooting and floor spacing so but the, the Nuggets just like eviscerated them on the offensive end and I feel like that like they have that psychological chess move edge over the Clippers at this moment in time wow. yeah Serge Ibaka is the big one because if you remember that Christmas Day matchup. Serge Ibaka killed Denver in those pick and pops. I don't, man. That's another one I just blacked <laughs> well, out. Well, I do. Oh, my God. I think, I think they play again late in the season, and I think that'll be an interesting game because there's a good chance that like has major playoff seeding implications. So Clippers don't exactly bring it during the regular season, but they might have to bring it that one. That'll be cool. I, I can. I'll never start la- stop laughing about how the NBA forced everyone to start so much faster so that we could get that horrible slate of Carson's day games. Those are the worst basketball games that have ever been played. Like that was like actually worse for the NBA brand was to put garbage on the screen than it was to put nothing at all. It was like so terribly thought out. Every single one of them. And then they were garbage. Anyway. (laughs) Right. Well, let's pretend that never happened. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. A team that is as playing some really, really good team basketball. They look complete. They're tough to beat. The Phoenix Suns, still plenty to prove, though, Harrison, as they enter the playoffs. If that was a Denver series, how confident are you? Very confident. Very mm-hmm. confident. I would say – I know the Suns are good. I got a lot of respect for the Suns. I'd say Nuggets in five. Wow. Um, and this kind of goes back to what Adam was saying earlier, man. The playoffs are such a different animal than the regular season. 
And I know they have Chris Paul, who is freaking scary to go up against in the playoffs, but nobody on this roster other than Chris Paul and Jay Crowder have like played in a really important game. I actually, let me amend that. Uh, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and Torrey Craig, the three players on this roster who have played in like really important games. I just think Denver's playoff experience would, would really help them in a series like this. Scary one. I think Nuggets and six, you know, Nuggets are probably the underseed in that one. So six means you win at home, you know, um, Chris Paul is scary in that series. Um, you know, I think Will Barton and Jamal Murray both really stepped up defensively, but you know, he's really, really good, really good. You know, he's a yep. wizard. Um, they've got a lot of guys. I, I think that one would be tough, but I still think Denver's better. I mean, I would be a little bit shocked if they lost to Phoenix, but so I'd say Denver and six. Yeah, that, that feels like the the equivalent of when we played San Antonio. It's like a team that is good, but you know you're better than. And uh, like the only, I mean, I don't have a ton of data on Phoenix Suns except for the times we played them. I wasn't at all upset by them as a team. I, and in fact, like it was only a few weeks ago that I finally allowed myself to look at the standings because when the nuggets were down, like, I don't want to see how far behind we are. Like I need to see like some improvement and feel some improvement before I start to look at the standings again. So when I did, I was like, Phoenix is the two seed. Like that team, that's Phoenix is the two seed. Like they're good. I never would have guessed that. Never. It's kind of like the Denver of last year. And that, yeah. I mean, it's hard to remember now, man. We were brimming with roster envy pre-trade deadline playing the Suns. Still kind of brimming with oh, roster. I love the Suns roster. I love their roster, yeah. But they are a little bit young other than Chris Paul. Like, I do feel like they need to get their, their feet wet. Is that the right? Feet wet? Yeah. Well, that means that they're stealing money or taking a cut of the money. Oh, that's not it, then. <laughs> yeah, Jokic, they need you know, to get their feet wet is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Under the fridge. Yeah. Jokic is obviously the best player in that series, and you start there. Um, and then I think the next thing is you hope this newfound rim deterrence that we've seen is real because you're not, there's not going to be a lot of perimeter containment in that series on the Denver end, but is, is that, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I would, would like, this is the thing about Aaron Gordon. This is what I highlighted today on the list. It's not even, it's become a thing where it's not even about the one-on-one match. It's less about that now because they have all those guys that can ro- There's things they can do on defense now that it doesn't really matter about keeping one guy in front. So I, I don't know. I, I'm. We haven't seen it yet. Like we saw the Atlanta Hawks. When is Denver coming up? When are they going to get a real test with a speed guard? You know, I, I wonder when that's going to come. That'll, that'll be the thing that's interesting. I love that. Guys, we, we, the where where we are like is hilarious. The, we just oh, look I, at the upcoming opponents as like practice partners. For this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real test, man. Uh, let's let's see if we can get um let's let's see if we can get Monte Morris going this game. You know? Let's see if we can get Jamal Green in a rhythm this game. Well, <laughs> so stupid. I can't believe that's where we are. We're totally there though. It's amazing. Oh, I'm like on the verge of full on cockiness. I can't believe it. Well, there's, oh, there's no better crescendo than fellas for a cocky segment than um the best team in the league, the Utah Jazz. Oh, best team in the league so far. Wow. What's your confidence rating? Uh, how many games does that go out of? I honestly think it's still a tough series. Like, I like the Cloud the Jazz. Oh, it's a very tough series. They're like really good. Like, I'd still say Nuggets in six or seven. But I, I, I still feel like it's Nuggets in six or seven, not Jazz in six or seven. Um, it obviously could. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I have confidence that the Nuggets pull it out against the Jazz every time. 
Yeah, I agree. I'd say I'd say Nuggets and seven. Nuggets and seven. Eric. Yeah, the we played the Jazz twice, and the first time we they beat us by four points, and it was like came right down to it. And the second second time we like kind of beat them up, like that was yeah, yeah that was a beat down, man. Yeah, it was during the day. And it was an app, you know, we just absolutely, and that was the first like real hit of dopamine we got this season where we were like starting to really feel ourselves because, you know, like when that game was coming up, I was like, man, I really want to see them play the jazz and you and your, your style, Adam, we were tamping me down. You're like, dude, they're really good. I'm telling you, they're really good. They're really coming together. And we just beat the snot out of them. And so the fact that they are still flying so high and the Nuggets played them twice and didn't see any of the domination that they are dispensing to other teams tells me at least suggests to me that we have a really good matchup with them that like we don't allow their strength to be amplified like some other teams that they come up against so i'm not exactly sure what that is like because i know that they are their game is predicated on the three-point game i don't know which is funny because that's like usually a weakness of denver or at least perceived weakness that we just give up threes so i don't know like i'm I just got to default back to the same idea that we hold a psychological edge over these guys right now. And you, that, that at least helps you get started. So I would absolutely take the nuggets and probably seven again. Are you, are you ready for some terrible um, just sort of like reductive analysis? I, yes. I think Let's go. when I like look at that Utah series, like, do I think it's likely that either Murray or Mitchell do that again? Yeah. No, I think it's most likely that neither of them do. Right. And I think you strip that layer away um, which team is better suited to win that series? And in my opinion, it's Denver by a lot. And I, De- Utah executes better. I think they execute as well in, as, as anyone in the league right Everybody now. In the playoffs, though, is the thing, man. What's up? Everybody executes in the playoffs. I know. I was going to say, and the what? great equalizers are big market Brennan with the backwards hat. It's top end talent. <laughs> Who's your best player? Stars, baby. Stars, winners. <laughs> winners. It's all easy. about stars at the, the end. Thing though, like the thing is like. Are the Utah Jazz as good as the Golden State Warriors were? No, they're not. And you want to know my conspiracy theory on the Utah Jazz? Oh, yes. so bad. The Jazz are 22 and 2 at home this year. They're 16 and 10 on the road. Wow. Utah was one of the only teams from the start of the season that allowed fans. I love it. Wow, dude. Unfair advantage. That's a huge reason why the Jazz are 22 and 2 at home. They've been playing in front of fans. More fans than a lot of teams. I think they're up to like five thousand fans this year. Unbelievable. And they've engaged me more. They've been playing in front of fans for pretty much the entire season at home. That's that's why they're twenty-two and two. Unbelievable. I'm wolfing down tinfoil right now. Oh, dude. No, I'm gonna choke on it. I just, I I just bit down on my filling and I got a shock. Uh, look, I, this exercise, like when four Nuggets fans run through it, you know, we're going to think the Nuggets win all the series. But the reason why it's dope to do it this time around is because it's there's less grasping at straws. Like there's less clutching at straws. You're looking at this and you go, OK, on paper is does Denver match up well with this team? It's like yeah. it's a yes. It's a yes. Almost yep. across the board. Yeah, there's there's no point. That's there's not a lot of just like I hope. I mean, right. there is I hope, obviously, but it's more like. I, I I genuinely think this would be the outcome, and there's at least an answer to every question. Whether or not it's the ultimate right answer, there's at least like some kind of answer, which is very encouraging. There's such a good connection with this team, and I know it's only the four games or whatever, but 
my god they couldn't have gone more perfect you know like it's not it's not that they've now played what 16 quarters together and they appear that force that fivesome in all 16 quarters because they play like a little bit in each one and i bet you this would be a good thing to kind of research i bet you they were a positive as a unit in all but maybe two of those you one know, of them was last night in the first quarter. In yep. the first quarter, for sure. Right. And, then, uh, and then they were dominant from from then on out, pretty much. And, yeah, I mean, the other big stretch you're thinking of was probably actually the one where Faku was out there. So it, may, it really might just be the one, dude. I'm telling you. Um, I'm telling you. They're good. They're good. Eric, what's your, where's your confidence meter on life right now? How are you? How, what, you oh, versus life in a seven-game season. That is a very complex question. There are There are parts of my life that I'm an absolute 10. And there are other parts of my life, like the part where I have to live my life, right. about a one or a two. So in aggregate, I gotta say, I'm a 10. Let's go Denver Nuggets, that's all that matters. <laughs> all right, guys, appreciate you hanging out with me today. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Adam is right, this thing's coming to a head. You gotta get to the DNVR bar. I mean, if you feel connected to this team, um, if you can't get in the arena just yet, the next best thing is to get to the DNVR bar. We'd love to have you. Uh, Harrison, take us away. Yeah, before we get out of here, MSU Denver Online, a great option for any type of student. Uh, it's an affordable college education. They've got tons of classes. You can find that class list at msudenver.edu backslash online. They got teachers who will work with you around your schedule. If you're working a job on the side, no matter what type of student you are, MSU Denver Online is an awesome choice. Check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online.